0: Quiet, please. Quiet, please.
1: Quiet, please for tonight, written by Willis Cooper, directed by Chuck and Megan Mara, and featuring Todd Gideszek, is called How Are You, Pal?
0: I want you to play a little game. I want you to get a piece of paper and a pencil and write down three words. Just write them down and hold on to them because... Before we're through with this half hour, you'll find you have need of them. It'll take you just a moment to find the pencil and paper, only another moment to write down the three words I'll give you. Write them down and keep them alongside you. Write down first, yes. Next, write down, yours. Now write down, mine. Yes, yours, mine that's all now relax and listen to me we used to be good friends we were brothers i mean we went around a lot together back in the old days long time ago (laughs) long time ago you know but we haven't seen much of each other over the last few years i mean not till i came back here to town and called you up and said hey remember me i remember how your voice sounded I mean, not quite the same as it did the last time we saw each other. At the train station, when you came down to say goodbye and good luck and stuff. Was it? Oh, never mind. It was quite a while ago. I didn't think of it at the time. I remember now, though, but not that I blame you. It's just good New York manners to be a little reserved when a pal from the old days calls. You know, till you're sure the old pal isn't going to put the arm on you to find a place to stay. Maybe you lend him a ten or so. <laughs> I don't blame you. You were a little more cordial after I answered that question that you asked so casually. What are you doing now, Dane? When I said I was doing all right and couldn't I buy you dinner, and you did come back pretty fast and say, no, dinner's on me, old pal, and I said, no, no, it's on me, and and we had an argument about the dinner check, and you did pay. Sure, I got no kicks about that. None at all. We had a lot of laughs at that dinner talking about the fine Christmases we used to have together, and the trick presents we used to give to each other, and some of the people we used to know. Some of them we both liked, and some of them, one of us liked and the other didn't. And the top hat you gave me for my birthday. (laughs) Oh, great laugh, because I wouldn't be caught in an alley with a plug hat on. So I gave you the silver-mounted stag handle hunting knife because you were strictly the nightclub type and wouldn't be caught in the woods if you were starving for Haas Pfeffer. Oh, and I made you give me a penny for it because a gift knife might cut a friendship. I still had the penny the other day. It fell out of my pocket. Somebody picked it up, I guess. Laughs. <laughs>, Laughs. Oh, oh, a million of them. <laughs> been a long time since we saw each other, hasn't it? I've been a lot of places. Oh, yes, I know you were away for a year or so, weren't you? Sure, I keep track of you. All the time. I keep track of all my old pals, pal. They're special. You know, there's so many things we didn't get a chance to talk about, you know what I mean? So many things. Say, you comfortable in that chair? Well, don't wait till I get nervous. I meant to ask you. You haven't been getting into any jams or anything like that while I've been away, have you? I sure hope not, because you are so doggone impulsive, you know? I remember how many jams I got you out of in the old days. No, I'm not bragging it out. I, I don't mean I'm ungrateful or anything like that. In fact, it was the old days. The old days when we were working on a job together. You know... I get sentimental about the old days. I get to remembering things. Oh, that waiter at that place on Broughton Street. I'll never forget the way you said it. You said, don't go picking on my pal just because you're bigger than he is. <laughs> you were always doing things like that. Oh, I ran into him just before the war out in Cleadway. Recognized him right away by that short right leg where you broke it. Uh, he didn't remember me at all. Of course not. I've changed a lot. I mean, even you said that. Well, I've been a lot of places, like I said. Seen a lot of things, done a lot of things. And I seen. Even you looked different when I saw you. Oh, the waiter. Just for fun. I asked him what was the matter with his leg. (laughs) And it was funny. Just thought I'd throw in I knew the other side. (laughs) You sure hated me, pal. I never heard a man curse about so in all my life. Huh? Oh, no, he's an old man. I mean, he was an old man when you and him had to fight, don't you remember? Oh, I remembered something else, too. After I left you and went home to that hotel, what was his name? Um, you remember up on West 57th Street? I remembered all of a sudden as I was untying my tie. I bet you remember, too. I bet you even know what I'm talking about. Whom I'm talking about. What was her name? Simple name. Doesn't make any difference. Better not to mention names, isn't it? We were sitting on the steps that night. It was weather like it's been this fall. Too hot for the time of the year. Remember? She said... Dane? What?
1: I have to tell you something.
0: I love you too.
1: That's not it, Dane. Make me guess. No, no, I'm going to tell you. Well, shoot. I'm sorry. About what? About us. I don't want you to buy me that ring.
0: Why not? We, we went all over that. I've got the money. No. I have, too.
1: It isn't that, Dane.
0: What do you mean?
1: That's what I mean. The kid. No, I mean it. I can't.
0: Why not? Why not, honey? I... <laughs> Is it somebody else?
1: Dane, I feel so miserably sorry, Is it? Yes.
0: This is kind of, uh, tough to take.
1: I know. Oh, Dane, I didn't want to hurt you, and I tried not to tell you, but Dane, I can't. I, I can't. I can't.
0: Is it somebody I know?
1: Oh, Dane, promise me you won't do anything
0: what can I do I kind of love you oh, if it's got to be somebody else to make it good for you
1: it is good
0: who is it honey it's,
1: it's your best friend
0: see my best friend you, pal. Remember what I did? Remember the note? I do. It said, I'm sure glad I made you give me that penny for the hunting knife, you lucky buzzard. You know, so we still had our friendship. Oh, don't feel bad, pal. I don't. Anymore. It was too bad your folks wouldn't go for her. Made you break it off. Or... Lose out on your old man's dough. I still think she was kind of silly. To fall through the ice that winter. Out skating alone in the dark on the pond in the park that night. That was just before your wedding, wasn't it? And you did go to the funeral. I remember. I saw you there. And we shook hands and bawled. Long time ago. I guess I never told you about finding her in the water where the ice had been so thin. Or did I? I guess you didn't know I found her, did you? I never said anything about it. I was kind of crazy about that girl. I'd just come back to town, remember, after a trip to. Where was it? Chicago? Oh, never mind, it was somewhere. And I just sort of stopped around at her house, no good reason, of course. And her mother was kind of worried. She said she was going skating, Dane, out on the park lake, and I I told her she shouldn't. That ice isn't thick enough yet, but but she was bound and determined to go. She, She ought to be home any minute. Why don't you walk over toward the park and see if she's on the way home? So I did. And all the way to the park I kept whistling. I used to always whistle a kiss in the dark. And she'd recognize it. And I met that old park policeman, you know, the sparrow cap we used to call him, remember? He said he'd seen her and she was talking to some fellow. He didn't see who it was. And anyway, he was cold and he supposed she'd gone on home. I walked over to the lake, and there was a big black hole in the ice, and something floating in it. And of course, it was her. I yelled for the cop, and he came running, but he was so fat, remember? And I slid out on the ice on my belly and dragged her out. I thought that was her little green beret that was floating in the cold water after I pulled her out. But it wasn't. And then the cop and I... What was his name? Carried her over to the streetcar line. And a taxicab came along. And that was that. So, she's gone. And that's a long time ago. Oh, and, and say, talking about gag presents we used to give each other... Remember that pair of green Norwegian mittens I gave you on Christmas and you lost one of them? I found one to match in some old stuff I was going over the other day and I mailed it to you. I guess you got it all right. I went out to the cemetery to visit her grave the other day. You ever go out there? Oh, I guess you wouldn't. Being married and quite a guy around town and all that. There's not much room for sentiment like that in the world, is there, pal? Not anymore. No, not anymore. Used to be. Not anymore. What's one more dead person in a world of war, famine, misery, and stuff like that? Mm, There's a thought. I went through that war... Saw a lot of people get killed, a lot of good friends of mine, but I never forgot her. I thought about her frequently. (sighs) Somebody had to. So I went out to look at her grave. What was her name? Funny. It's funny the way your memory slips. Some things you can remember for years and years just as clearly as it happened yesterday. Like the way I told you about finding her. You remember things that way too? You remembering anything now? Well, why are you fidgeting for then? Sit still, you're making me nervous. Oh, I make you nervous. I didn't mean to, pal. You know what? Remember, a lot of people thought she committed suicide. I don't know of any reason for her committing suicide. Do you? Unless, uh, well, she might have been pretty upset about breaking off that deal with you and her. I wish you'd tell me something sometime. How did you break it off? Did you, did you just tell her? Did you take one last walk in the park and say, Hey kid, it's all off? Eh? Huh? Or, or what? I suppose it's none of my business after all, but I wonder about things like that. I wondered so many times what she said. Did she put up a big beef about it, or, or did she take it? Well, like I had to take it when she told me about you. I'd been willing, you know, to step up and be the big-hearted stiff and say to her, Oh, now look, kid, if the deal with my pal is off, I'm still sticking around. I'm all set for it if you want any part of me. You know, I really loved her. But I didn't get a chance. That's why I went away, I guess. Suppose that's why I came back, too. You got that green mitten I sent you? Nah, I didn't put my name on the package. I figured you'd know who sent it. You got the pair now, if you kept the other one. But the one I sent you is all shrunk up. You couldn't wear it, I know. Water. That's what it is. Wool shrinks in water unless you take care of it. And I guess... No one took care of this one. It's probably been laying around in hotel dresser drawers and old suitcases for years. Anyway, you know where it's been. Say, there's something you might tell me about sometime. There's a certain friend of ours. I don't know how much of a friend he is, but maybe you'll know. I won't tell you his name. Because, like I said, I don't think it's a good idea to mention names in public like this. Say, Are you going to sleep? Well, sit up and listen. We got a lot to talk about yet. Turn the radio up a little bit. I don't want you to miss anything. That's better. Uh, About this friend. I got a telephone call the other day. uh, Last Saturday. Saturday. What are you fidgeting about? Well, light a cigarette. I got this phone call. And when I answered, the guy said... Hello, Dane. Hi. Listen, Dane. You may think you know who this is. Why, sure. It's Pat... Never mind that. I'm not going to tell you who I am for a very good reason. Well, now, look. I can kid along with anybody, but... I'm not kidding, Dane. I'm not going to mention any names at all, but... A certain guy that you and I both know has been spreading a few stories that you ought to know about. Oh, is that so? Yes. What kind of stories? Where have you been the last few years? Well, for a while I was in the Army, 99th Division, the Bulge, Remagen Bridge, all that. You can prove that. Are you kidding? This uh, This friend of yours says you've been in the penitentiary. Sounds like a wonderful friend. Doesn't he? Well, as a matter of fact, I was. You were? Four years. Good lord, Dean. Now you're gonna ask what I was in for. Well, I, I. I. I wasn't. I had a job in the penitentiary. A what? A job. I worked there. Oh. Sure. Ah. Oh. Well, I'm. I'm, uh. I'm sure your friend probably misunderstood. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> so, what'd you do? Uh, you're not a guard. Oh, no, no. I, I had a very special job. I'll tell you about it sometime. Well, gee, Dane, I'm, uh, I'm awful sorry. I mean, better tell this friend of yours. Gosh, a, a thing like that could ruin a man. That's right. It could. Couldn't it? It sure could. It sure could. Well, you know, Dane, I, uh, I meant well. Sure. Thanks for calling. Nice of you. I'm sorry about it. Um, I'll tell him. No, no. I'll tell him when I see him, or, or, uh, sometime. You mean, you know who it is? Why, sure. So long, bub. And thanks anyway. I sure hope you didn't have any misunderstanding about what I've been doing, pal. Or didn't you know? Remind me to tell you sometime what my job was there. I've had some funny jobs in all these years. You wouldn't know about that, would you? You've been here all the time on the same job making dough and not worrying about anything. Or not worrying about much. Worries disappear sometimes over a period of years, don't they? and they have a habit of popping up again and sometimes they're worse than when you thought you'd forgotten them. I hope you don't have anything like that, pal. I'm Well, the look on your face I thought for a minute you might have. Well, don't worry, pal. Everything always comes out the way it ought to come out in the long run. And a fellow always gets what's coming to him. Never fails. Never fails. You know... One thing, one of the things about a guy in my setup is I got very little to worry about. Nothing can happen to me. Well, everything's happened. Now take a fellow like you, pal. You're fairly well off, you got a lot of friends, and you're doing all right. But what if you got one of those kicks in the teeth, like a few I've had? What happens to you then? Hard things to think about, worry about, lie awake nights about... Me? I... I don't have to worry. I'm as free as the air. I, I've i got everything I want. Or almost everything I want. Pretty soon, I'll have everything. And that's that. We're neither of us young anymore, are we? Oh, well, We're not old men, sure, but we aren't the fast kids we were once when we were pals together. Or before she died and we kind of broke up and went our ways. So what time is it? Let me see your watch. Oh, time sure flies, doesn't it? I've only got a few more minutes with you, pal. Just just a few more minutes, and here I stand gassing, and you're sitting there clutching that piece of paper. Look, be a pal, and hang on to it for just a little while yet. Just about, oh, six or seven minutes, as a matter of fact and then I'll stop, and you take it from there. I wanted to tell you about last Saturday, though, first. I had a couple of fellows from my old outfit to see. Well, you know us veterans. And I sat around with one of them all afternoon, knocking over bottles of beer and hashing over the bulge and some of the things they put me up to after the war. I don't usually take more than two beers in an afternoon, but, well, you know how it is. Or do you? No, I guess you don't. You weren't in the service, were you? I remember now. Oh, well, we can't all be heroes, I always say. The reason I sat around so long was this pal of mine out of the 99th spilled something about a special job I had to do after the war up in Germany. And I wasn't very anxious to have everybody in the world know about it. So I kidded about it a lot with this feather merchant we were talking to, and well, pretty soon it was 7 o'clock, and the civilian was still asking questions with his eyes bulging out. So I had one more beer, and I went back to the hotel. And you know what? Somebody had been in my room. I tried to figure out how anybody could have got in there without the hotel people putting up a big squawk. They said they didn't know anything about it. And then all of a sudden, I remembered... I remember that night I was at your house and we ate chicken a la king and kidded about the knife and stuff. And I went back to the hotel and I'd lost my key. Uh, might have been in the taxi cab or someplace. I don't know where. It was a good thing the hotel people had another key for my room. Even if the night clerk did beef about people losing keys. Can't get metal to make 'em or some long line of stuff like that. So I said, okay, bub, I'll pay for it and... I went upstairs and hit the sack. So you know what I think? Somebody either found the key or sneaked it out of my pocket someplace and decided to see what I had lying around that was worth glomming. He'd done a pretty good job of going through my bags and my dresser drawers. And the only thing that was missing was a little old book of mine. A notebook. A, uh... Kind of a diary. Hey, hey, where are you going? Come on, sit down. No, I'll only be a few more minutes. Come on, sit down. (laughs) That's it. I got a payoff to all this granola. Oh, this is really something. (laughs) You comfortable now? Uh, uh, The book wouldn't be much use to anybody but me, except for one or two especially hot parts. And I hated to lose him. I was pretty griped, and I yelled for the house dick at the hotel, but he was out having a plate of pig's knuckles or a salad bowl or something, and he wouldn't be in till ten. Anyhow, he wouldn't have been much good. He even looked like a house dick. So I sat down to think. And then I got up and looked for fingerprints. The penitentiary training, you know? I was in charge of the print file for the first year I was there, and I can lift a print with the next homicide bureau man. Yeah, sure. I found some. Oh, you dropped your cigarette. Stuck them in an envelope and mailed them to the cops. The mail chute was just outside my door. Everything was ducky, except for one thing. Oh, when till I light a cigarette. Now, the last thing I remember was hearing the door of the closed closet squeak open I started to get up and that's when I got the knife through my back dead (laughs) why sure I'm dead you wonder how I'm talking to you on the radio don't you oh Val you can do so many things on the radio if you're smart now listen got that piece of paper Good. Listen now. I'm going to ask you three simple little questions. And when I ask you the questions in order, you answer me by reading the answers in turn off your piece of paper, okay? Okay, here we go. The first one is that blood on your hands? The second, whose blood is it? And the third, Whose knife was that was left sticking in my back? Okay, pal. Your prints are down at the bureau. I'm in the morgue. And the cops have got the knife. And I think somebody just heard what you said. Oh. One thing more. You were wondering what my job was at the penitentiary. <laughs> I was the executioner. Comes out even, doesn't it? Ah! Isn't that somebody at your door, pal?
1: You've been listening to Quiet, Please, which is written by Willis Cooper and directed by Chuck and Megan Mara. The man who spoke to you was Todd Guideshek.
0: And Chuck Mara was the man on the telephone. The girl was Rebecca Chabau, and mother was Susan DeMonte. And now for a word about next week's Quiet, Please, here is our director, Chuck Mara. Thank you for listening to Quiet, Please. Next week, I have a story for you about Seller. And so until next week at this time, I am quietly yours, Todd Gaidishek.
1: Quiet Please comes to you from Los Angeles and is produced by Foley Mara Studios.